0: You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey, everybody. This your boy, Gary J. Wyatt, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. You shook my hand and looked me in the eyes. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. Hi, my friends. So uh, I just dropped my daughter off to the school dance. I don't know if you remember this, but I don't remember going to a school dance when I was in sixth grade, but it's a big deal at their school. She goes to a private school and they, just, they do dances. It's what they do, it's a big deal. All the kids get together, all the boys, the girls, 75 chaperones, and it is go time. So sixth grade is about the time that all the boys and girls start to notice each other a little bit. And uh, my, my daughter has an admirer, a young man by the name of Jack. And so I'm standing there, I don't know what Jack looks like. I'm just standing there and this young man walks up to me with a nice sweater on, hair looks nice. And he walks right up to me and he shakes my hand. And he says, hello, Mr. White? And I said, yes. And he said, hi, my name is Jack. And I was like, Jack, I've heard a lot about you, my friend. And he then repeats me, he says, well, thank you. Hopefully there was good things. And I said, yes, there were very good things. And we got to chatting for a minute. And then I asked him, Jack, are you going to dance with my daughter tonight? He said, yes, if that's okay with you. And I said, that would be great. Take care of her. He said, okay. And then I said, we talked about his haircut and we talked about my haircut and he talked about how he liked my haircut. And I asked him why he didn't have his hair part-line shaved in like mine. He said, cause they don't let me at school. But here was the coolest part about this young man. He looked me in the eyes and he shook my hand. The end, just respect 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 he's 11 years old now he goes into the dance my daughter goes in the dance my daughter was with her five girlfriends jacks with his little buddies they all go into the dance and it's super cool here at the school their policies and the way to do it everybody gets to dance with each other they have fun they're sweating like crazy by the time the dance is over and it's just an amazing experience but my uh I got to meet his mother outside and her and I were having a conversation. She'd called and talked to my wife here just a few days ago um, about Jack and about Bailey. And uh, as I look at the entire experience though, I think this, people talk a lot about how today's generation is like a shit show of problems, right? They're disconnected, they're on their cell phones, etc. But at the end of the day, none of this actually determines who a person is. What determines who a person is is their results. That's it. Like their results. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. Results. That is what determines who a person truly is. Do I know who this young man is? Not really, I'm getting to know him. Do I know who his parents are? Not really, but I'm getting to know them. But what I can tell you is my results and my experience with him is he's a proper young man and that he's committed to having a conversation with me, looking me in the eyes and shaking my hand. And that result enough is enough for me to begin to move to the next step in relationship. Too often we spend time worrying about what people have supposedly done. We worry about what other people's opinions are about someone or something, not recognizing the only thing that actually matters is results, 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 results. And my result right now with this young man is that he's a nice young man, he shook my hands, he looked me in the eyes. And this itself is a big deal. It's a big deal. A big deal to me. And may not be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to me. What's a bigger deal to me though, is a game of respect. That's it, just respect. And this is something that's missing across the board in so many people's lives, is respect. Respect for themselves, respect for other people, respect for other people's parents, respect for like Jack, respect for the father of the girl that he likes. Well, Jack demonstrated it. But the type of respect I'm really talking about is the respect that you don't give to yourself. And so the game is this, you can't respect another person at a level that's higher than you respect yourself. Principle of the day, you cannot respect another person at a higher level than you respect yourself. You cannot respect another person at a higher level than you respect yourself. And so my question for you to wrap up today's Daily Fire is this, where in your world, across body being balanced and business, are you lacking respect for yourself? And in effect, it's causing an inability for you to respect others. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book so if you don't have a copy of the warrior book well guess what although this next day fuel is going to be powerful won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along i would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today man woman or child is going to help you either way so With or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as The Daily Fuel. All right, my friends. So uh, you heard the parable of my daughter's first somewhat boyfriend, the connection inside of that to having an opportunity to go to the sixth grade dance. And the young man who came up and shook my hand and said, Hello. This actually happened with two. By the time I've graduated that, uh, that first daily fire, this has actually happened twice now, my friend. I've had two different boys, and we've had two different breakups. All of this happening in sixth grade in about a two-month time period. Now, my daughter said that she is now done officially with boys in sixth grade, wants nothing to do with them, and will wait until seventh grade for new prospects. I was like, okay, Whatever. But the point being inside of it, which I loved, was this idea, the principle, you cannot respect another person on a higher level than you respect yourself. Like, I went on to that conversation and gave that comparison and that example that you cannot respect another person beyond the level at which you respect yourself. Now, these young men coming up and shaking my hands have been quite impressive. Like, I was, uh, I was terrified of the girls I liked parents like the idea of come up and communicating with them was uh, like a very risky proposition. Of course, back in the day, you didn't have to be as like as focused as you are now. Like, I mean, you don't you had to be more focused, excuse me, than you are now. Now you can like text and you can send messages and these kids break up with each other and they start dating each other all through text message with this pure plan and all this shenanigan that they put together in play to make it happen. And for me, I'm sitting and looking at it, I'm thinking, well, back in the day, we had to actually like, call people. We had to like talk to them. We had to talk to their fathers in person. We had to meet their brothers. Oftentimes, their brothers would come hunt us down because we were even considering hanging out with their sister. Like It was an intense fiasco. And the principle that came out of this is you cannot respect another person any higher level than you respect yourself. And the results are what determine a person truly is. Now, Looking me in the eyes is one thing, delivering on what you promised another, and this little shithead snuck a kiss in from my daughter, and then immediately broke up with her the next day. And I was like, You've got to be kidding me. I was like, I'm gonna knock you out, you little bastard. Yet I completely understand it. The kissing games have begun in the sixth, seventh grade time frame it was about the time they started for me too. So we're gonna take our message today, though, and we're gonna move this into Warrior Book, and we're gonna dive directly into the core, chapter 21, being Revelation. Again, looking at our link up here inside of being to our meditation, which we just covered here in our last session. And we're gonna look at revelation in connection to meditation. The meditation being the connection piece that we have to our divine power, a connection piece to this other thing that exists outside of us. And then revelation that comes from it. Meditation is the connection. Revelation is the result that comes from it. It's like we plant the seed in meditation and then revelation is what comes after you know, I've heard oftentimes the idea that we pray to ask questions of divine power and that it's in meditation that we actually gather the answers that we were looking for and that our answers don't come through praying. Our answers come through actually listening and that listening is what meditation is all about. And inside of meditation, when we listen, we actually gather revelation. Now we can gather, gather revelation every single day in a lot of different ways. You can gather revelation simply by doing a stack and do a happy stack, an angry stack, a mega stack, and you can gain revelation. You can be in a situation where you're having conversation with another person, your daughter, your friend, your husband, your wife, whoever it is, and you could have a conversation inside of that can happen in revelation. You can be reading a book, studying, pondering, taking notes. All of these things can lead to powerful insight or revelation. What is revelation truly? It is the ability to have something revealed to you. And the thing that we're pursuing here inside of Warrior is a constant revelation of a new interpretation of who we are as a human being. Who am I as a man? And what is the next interpretation of my stand? Like, what is the next thing that opens up for me? Well, that is something that is actually revealed. So we're going to take Revelation as a conversation. We're going to take this link that you cannot respect in another person, at a higher level than you respect yourself. And we're going to link this into this idea of trusting you, trusting God, and trusting others. And I'm going to link it up to a, a quote here by Shel Silverstein from The Voice. And here it is. There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. American children's poet and author, 1930 to 1999, died at 69 years of age. Just a good year to die at 69. No, I don't want to die at 69. That means I will barely become a billionaire at 61 and then eight years later die? No, thank you. I'm going to live until 100. All right, maybe like 98 maybe 99 and then I'll be like, all right, I've had enough tap out. Let me fuck out next round. And I've always wondered if I come out of another vagina, a lot of people have opinions about this and they've told me where they think we're going to go and knows why I said where they think we're going to go. I'm like, you don't know. I was like, if you ever been there and died and come back, do you know anyone specifically personally who has died there and come back? Nope. You just know some theories and we have some ideas of what it could be like in this next place called life beyond this life. Here's what I do know. I experience that my life itself continues in a glorious way. What that looks like and how it plays out exactly, I don't know. I have no idea. So here we go. We're going to jump into uh, verse number one. One, page 282. As we learned from the last chapter, actually, we're going, to, we're going to skip that. We're going to go to verse two. There was an aspect inside of me, a voice speaking to me, communicating to me internally, but I'd never been present enough to distill away all the noise inside of my mind until I practiced meditation. Only then was I able to actually hear my internal voice It was connecting to me, to a source, God, a higher power, a higher purpose, my soul purpose. I couldn't hear my voice because I didn't meditate, so my mind was filled with all this chaos. I would disavow, disconnect, and push away the voice It was guiding a life that you and I both have, a custom voice inside of us, a connection to God, a connection to the universe is saying, listen, brother, here is a path you get to take. You get to go this way. Consider these things. Read this book. Ask these questions. Write this down. Three, most of us have never been clear enough in our own mind to even give credit to the voice because it emits all of this other chaos. Meditation strips that away, opening us up for revelation. Now being raised in a pretty religious environment with many different belief systems, here's what I can tell you. Everybody at a certain level worships the words inside of books. Doesn't matter if it was the Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapada, the Quran, the R- Tao Te Ching. These were books who were being pushed around for everyone. But the Bible and Book of Mormon were being pushed for me. Great books, and I love them. They're fantastic. If they work for you, great. If they don't work for you, that's great too. Whether we go to the Christian scripture, to the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapada, the Torah, the Quran, the Tao Te Ching, if it provides an environment for revelation, stick with it. Regardless of all the books I've studied now, the thing that always interests me about scripture was how modern humanity would cling to the words of dead people while at the same time devalue the current voice inside of them. This was the challenge. This last sentence here, this is a challenge. Regardless of all the books I've studied now, the thing that has always interested me about scripture was how modern humanity would cling to the words of dead people while at the same time devalue the current voice inside of them. Now, I'm going to come back to the quote here that we read in the very beginning of this chapter. There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. Now, I'm going to sideline DJ this one for you. And we're going to talk about this. Like this took me a very long time to awaken to this truth and this powerful truth and powerful possibility that there was a divine voice that was communicating directly with me. That I didn't need to be called to hear the voice. I didn't have to be a prophet. I didn't have to be a bishop, a pastor. I didn't have to have some religious title. I didn't have to wear a special hat. I didn't have to have anything inside. There was nothing. Though I didn't have to have a special tattoo. I didn't have to go to a certain university or college. That there was a voice inalienably designed inside of you and I. Right, designed inside of us, genetically and spiritually coded into the fabric of who you and I are. That what that allows us access to a divine conversation, irregardless of what other people's opinions are about us and that conversation. And trusting that voice changes everything. Trusting the voice inside of you, trusting the voice inside of me, learning to value the voice inside of me. Now, I'm going to come back to our principle of the day that came from the dating of my daughter. It's at the dance in sixth grade. You cannot respect another person at a higher level than you respect yourself. So I would constantly find myself in this place of trusting pastors, trusting uh, religious leaders, trusting my parents, trusting my mom, trusting my family, trusting just about everybody else in the world to have a connection to this voice except for me. I would trust words from books of people I did not know who were, who were supposedly the ones in the know because my parents had told me so, right? And so I would read and just accept that these were true, not once ever considering inside of me and you what could open up as a possibility if I could actually just give myself permission to see, to see that there was a voice inside of me that was calling me to see a thing I had never seen before, which is a, a piece of me, a piece of me, if I only had the courage to knock on the door. And that's what I did. I began to knock, man. I was knocking, 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 knocking. And what I was ultimately looking for in revelation was I was searching for a revelation of the truth of two things. What is, who am I and what is the purpose of my life? Who am I and what is the purpose of my life? These two things I was hunting down every single day, every single way, hunting. And meditation inside of Revelation is about contemplating and putting that down on paper. Whether you're using a tablet to write that down, typing it up, whether you're putting it inside a software, whether you're writing it in a journal, you're putting it on a whiteboard. Revelation itself becomes real and it becomes revealed when we actually write it down. Let's come into our continued voice here, verse four. I was a poster boy for not listening to the voice within once I started meditating seriously, however, space started filling in my world more and more. The chaos in my mind started quieting down and I started to notice there was a voice that was rising. Words started coming to me with insights about my marriage and my children. I had customized content that seemed to be downloaded like blocks of data into my mind with the rise of emotions from my soul that went straight into my heart. Five, I started to hear these things. I started feeling and getting these impressions about doing and not doing certain things. The entire warrior movement was launched because I listened to a voice inside of me that told me in 2012, turn on your camera, yell in front of it, invite five guys to join this movement you've created for yourself, and have them begin this conversation. It wasn't clear then, the voice just said go. Just like the voice said box this shit up and send it around the world, write this book. I've created my own set of doctrines based on listening to the voice for how to govern my own life. Six, while learning from scriptures almost everyone I've ever met today, talking about how awesome everyone was 2,000 years ago, they totally were. Creating my own personal scriptures isn't to replace what was given to us as a humankind race, but to make modern application from my own divine insights within those teachings. Seven, we devalue our voice. We devalue our voice because we cannot hear it. That was a direct revelation I had one day. Another insight I had was they deny the voice because they will not act on it. All of a sudden, I started to see the humanity in the words of the people who had written down in books. They had become that had become scripture to us today. I said, "Man, these are just guys. Guys. These are guys who were trying to figure out life. They were just trying to figure out how to live." Eight. All of the scriptural texts I just mentioned were about men who were trying to figure out how to live by the writing, by writing it down, from Buddha to Christian to Lao Tzu to Paul. Same goes for the power of now in Eckhart Tolle or the power of intention by Dr. Wayne All dire. All their writings by men who were searching for the understanding of life, listening to the voice inside of them. We called their journals scripture. We called their revelations divine. While at the same time looking inside our own lives and saying, well, I'm a diabolical sinner or I'm a fucking idiot. There's no way I can trust me. My level of distrust in my voice was so intense. I stupidly thought I wasn't worthy of personal revelation. Nine, I'd become addicted to the following belief. My voice doesn't matter. I had to rely on the faith of others. I had, to, I had faith in myself before I had faith in myself. Maybe you do this as well, and I'm here to tell you that's okay for now. Once you've unlocked the power of the worries way and live your core for every single day, you hold yourself responsible as a king that you are. Now, I'm going to freestyle the rest of this chapter and wrap up this, this daily fuel. Like the end summary inside of this comes back to our principle that came so beautifully from our parable today. You cannot respect another person at the, high, at the higher level than you respect yourself which means I'm going to have to consider you can't respect prophets of the past and writings of the past if you don't respect the writings of today. There's no way. If you don't respect yourself and your own revelations, why the fuck would you respect somebody else's? See, I don't find, I find the opposite. I don't find a disrespect for men who came before me. I don't find a disrespect for those who are considered to be sacred in their writings. But inside of it, I don't disrespect it because I don't disrespect myself. I'm certain that those men wrote things down that were very true. True in their experience with God, true in their revelations. They wrote their stacks down. And that's my only challenge for you. And every single time that you do, you're gonna get half a point for writing down your feelings, your thoughts inside of either a stack or another structured form of writing in your journal every single day. And when you do this, you get half a point inside of being. Add that to your meditation, we got one point for the entire category. Here's our summary inside of the general's tent. Points to ponder, point number one, meditation precedes revelation. Point two, when we listen to the voice inside of us and then write down the thoughts that come from it, we are creating our own modern scriptures. We follow the promptings of the voice, God, higher power, whatever your religious background calls it. Point three, the moment you realize that your own voice matters, God will pour down revelation into your life, customized for your core four. Point four, your daily living scripture is your war map to living. It's your guidance system to creating everything you've ever searched for and more. You have to understand that your personal revelation is no more and no less significant than any of the words that have been written down in any book at any time in history. So our final principle linked up to our parable today, you cannot respect another person at a higher level than you respect yourself. If you expect to respect God, respect people, respect leaders inside your organizations, around the world, spiritually, religiously, of any time, dead or alive, That respect is going to be equal to the respect you hold inside for yourself. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.